0: It's 9 o'clock and it's Mav Day, brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House. are located at 1144 North 12th Street. It's uh, right there uh, at Glenwood, across from Colorado Mesa, featuring only uh, Colorado's best coffee and beer. Uh, they want to uh, highlight what Colorado has to offer with some of the best craft beer and coffee around. They're open Monday through Thursday, 730 to 8 o'clock. Friday, Saturday, 739, Sunday, 8 to noon. And uh, you can enjoy uh, time hanging out with your friends before and after the game. They have 16-ounce coffee, 16-ounce beers, and no charge for coffee add-ons, by the way. Plus, they have chai tea and decaf and craft sodas all made in Colorado, beer flights as well. And they have uh, different taps weekly, so they have different beers that they bring in. And they have trivia nights every Friday at 630. Stop by and, and see James and Amanda today over at uh, Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House, 1144 North 12th Street. Been over there a couple of times, and and uh, boy, James and Amanda do a, a great job. They always, like I said, it's all Colorado beers and coffees plus uh, if you go into the restroom they have movie posters from films that were filmed in Colorado or at least part of them like uh, like Christmas Vacation the sledding scene was filmed in Breckenridge so they have they tell you hey this is where this movie had this particular scene and it's tied to Colorado it's really cool check it out great chill environment to enjoy a great craft beer or coffee it's Colorado craft coffee and beer house Stop by and see James and Amanda today. Eleven forty-four North Twelfth Street, uh, right there across from Colorado Mesa, right by um, Canyon Convenience Store, uh, right there on Twelfth Street. All right, uh, so Tuesday we talked to Colorado Mesa coaches and players, and it's time to get things going this hour with the head coach of the Maverick women's basketball team, Taylor Wagner.
1: Talking Colorado Mesa women's hoops with Mavs coach Taylor Wagner
0: on the team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team Home Line, Taylor Wagner. Taylor, Happy New Year. How are you? Good. Happy New Year to you. How'd you celebrate the New Year? Anything exciting for you and the family?
2: Oh, not really. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> we, just sta- we just stayed here. It was nice. Yeah, just,
0: nothing nothing like you that. You know,
2: get so busy with everybody doing their sports and other activities. It's kind of nice just to sit around.
0: So do you get out and uh, pick up the basketball a little bit? during the break get out and uh, put up a few
2: i don't but uh, I'm, I'm a good rebounder
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you know your role at the stage of life right that's that's the role yeah. that you play you're the rebounder uh yeah yeah tough loss at Adams state uh, i know you got the the players back uh, of course on campus getting ready for the games this weekend against csu pueblo and new mexico highlands but uh, just some some takeaway after watching film and have a little more time to to, to think about and let that game marinate a little bit uh, for you and your Mavericks and what uh, uh, what transpired down in Alamosa?
2: Yeah, I, we just dug ourselves too big of a hole. Um, you know, the first three quarters I just didn't feel like we were played um, like we had the whole year and uh, got down uh, 20-something and then in the fourth quarter they kind of hit a wall and we, we found some energy. We cut it all the way down to a two-possession game with a few minutes to go and then we just didn't have enough to finish it out. So, uh, you know, they're great. Adams is a great team. and They shoot the ball really well. They pressure you really well. And uh, like I said, I think we just dug ourselves too big of a hole going into break.
0: Well, right now, Adams State uh, they're five and zero in conference play. Colorado School of Mines is six and zero, and and Adams State's ten and three. They have certainly played some really good basketball. Mavericks uh, currently three and two in conference play. Nine and three. Uh, overall, you have CSU Pueblo coming in uh, on on Friday night, Taylor. and uh, for CSU Pueblo right now they're they're currently two and three in conference, seven and six on the season. and Alicia Little's uh, really been uh, the, the the star for them offensively. She's averaging 11 points per basketball game. and right now she's the only double digit score that they have. They've really leaned on her pretty heavily to score the basketball.
2: Yeah, I mean, she kind of does it all for him. You know, she's averaging 18 points, 11 rebounds. She has 45 blocks on the season already. Um, You know, just kind of a really dynamic player. And really got to – she dominates both sides of the floor, offensively and defensively, and a lot of their offense and what they do runs through her.
0: Now, I want to get some things straight. Yeah, 11.4 rebounds per game, 18.3 points per game for little – they also do have two other players that are in double figures landry hudson at uh, 10.4 and uh Liani loves at uh, about 10.2 points per basketball game so they, they do have some other scores of of those other two hudson and love uh what are you seen on film in regard to what uh, what they bring to the table
2: well i mean hudson she's a great three-point shooter and a good big guard and, and just does a good job for him and, and fits them because it you know, they're they're really big. The Love Girl and then Autumn Watts and Little. I mean, they're when you see them, you will be like, oh, my goodness, this this is a big team. And and it's nice to have kind of Hudson out there on the perimeter that kind of balances all of them and, and their play inside.
0: When you watch the film of what they do defensively, what uh, were some of the challenges that they posed on the defensive
2: end? Well, they're really long and athletic. They take a lot of chances. Um, you know, they'll shoot passing lanes And then they get up in pressure, too, so... You know they're they're playing great defense this year. They they are really long, so they challenge every shot, just trying to make you take tough ones. So we've really got to be patient, move the ball well, and get great shots against them.
0: Yeah, Tamaya Johnson for them. She's got thirty steals this season, so uh, she's been definitely effective in that department. You mentioned to Adam Watts; she's got fifteen blocks. So those two have made big contributions on the defensive end.
2: Yeah, I mean they're they're a solid team, and you know. I think they're better than what their record is showing right now, and they always will play us uh, really tough. And so that's you know that's what we're telling our kids like, you know, whatever you see on film, times up by ten because they're gonna they're gonna play hard, and compete, and want to you know they're fighting for what we're doing as well. So I think it'll be a big game for both of us.
0: Taylor Reitner, coach of the Colorado Mesa women's basketball team, with us on the Team Sports Network, and then on Saturday it's New Mexico Highlands. They're three and nine overall. They're currently two and four in conference play, and uh, you look at them right now. Jordan Lewis, eleven points per game. Uh, she's been their leading scorer. She's also uh, been their top three point shooter as well this season. Taylor.
2: Yeah, I mean they're they're doing good. I think you might Jordan Lewis played a couple oh, years ago. I'm sorry. So. I, I, <laughs> but, grabbed, uh, I grabbed uh, the wrong.
0: It, it it snuck. I hate it when they do this. It sneaks in the yeah. wrong year. Of stats, yeah, great, someone's eh? in trouble
2: today. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, no, she's not.
0: That, she's not coming back. Okay, i mean She's not. She she's, is not. She's I not, hope not. She's not, yeah, yeah, not coming. To guard her. She's not coming back. No, darn.
2: No, but they, the dar, Aragon's on their website. Were, and, and she was there last year, and she she does a great job. I mean, she's a great three point shooter. She, she's really crafty, and uh, she kind of is what makes them go. And so offensively, you've got to kind of pay attention to her and just not let her get in a groove because like i said she can shoot three she she's really crafty around the basket which gets her to the free throw line quite a bit and so we've really got to keep her in check
0: and they got a couple of players and now that i got the right year here uh Delaney harris who's uh pretty good on the glass almost seven rebounds per game uh also aja scott uh, is about six point six rebounds per game, so they got a couple of players that are that are effective uh, when uh, when it comes to uh, on, on both ends of the floor rebounding the basketball.
2: Yeah, I mean this this is a good team too. I mean, again, their their record is not what they can do, and and uh, they're long, they're athletic, uh, and uh, you know they always play us tough too. So you know it's one of those things where I feel like if they get one win one quality win it's going to get them some momentum going and what we hopefully we it's not against us we've just got to keep them in check and and make sure we you know we take away the things that they like to do well and because um, they're streaky shooters they can get it going and so we've got to keep them in check and then just keep them off the boards
0: yeah you look at their schedule they've they've lost some close basketball games Western New Mexico they lost by three they, they've had some some very close losses. Uh, also, a three-point loss to Black Hills State in, in conference play as well. Close loss to South Dakota Mines. Uh, so, I mean, they've had some games where they have clearly uh, been in it and could be uh, could be more than a you know a, a, right now a three-win basketball team.
2: Yeah, and that's what I've noticed too. I mean, watching their games and everything, they're they're in every game, and uh, they've got good quality players. And so, like I said, I think they're a little bit better than what their record shows. And, and they'll get out and they'll compete. and You just can't give this team any confidence you do that. Then they, you know, the, the basketball hoop gets a lot bigger and, and uh, they just play loose. And, and then they're a really dangerous team.
0: Taylor Wagner, coach of the Cover Mason women's basketball team with us on the Team Sports Network. Now, as far as you know, coming off the break and we talked about what you kind of expect your players to do, you know, get in, you know, get in, you know, get up a few shots, uh, you know, get a little bit of work in, but, uh, but enjoy the, the family time. What are the, what are the focuses now that uh, you're, you're back on campus, getting ready to, to get back into conference play or some things, you know, coming off that Adam state game and some things you've had some, some time to think about that uh, you're really trying to, to, to focus in on as you get, uh, get ready to start the second half of the season.
2: Well, you're going to be really surprised but our defense. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I think where we can take a really big leap in our team and, and how we play is I feel like we, you know, like in the Adams state game, their last four possessions, when it was a two possession game, we gave up four layups and we just can't do that, you know, and I feel like we've done that with a lot of, a lot of good teams and we're, we're giving them layups and we're giving them wide open three pointers. We've got to do a better job of. Making them take tougher shots. And that's the number one concern of mine. And what we've talked about all week is we've got to be a little bit better and a little bit tougher. And, and uh, you know, I, I think if we work a little bit harder, maybe we cover up some of the mistakes, you know, that you're always going to have. And, and so that's my main focus is trying to get this team really to, to buy in on the defensive side. And, and if, I think if they do that, they'll, they'll find themselves, you know, in late February and March right where they want to be.
0: What about on the offensive side? Some areas that uh, you feel like could, could stand some improvement?
2: Well, I mean, I think we're playing pretty good. We, we've got to be more efficient. I don't think everybody's playing their best basketball yet. And, uh, you know, and we're getting good looks. We've, we've just got to make shots. And sometimes it's those open open ones, you know, where you got a wide open three. I mean, we've got to knock that down. You know, take the Adams State game. We go four for 22 from three, and a lot of those misses, we were wide open. And, uh, you know, that's that's just a big concern of mine, too, is just like we've got to get in the gym and you've got to build that confidence and so when you do have your opportunity, you know, you can step up and make that shot for us.
0: We'll have coverage uh, Friday, Saturday, CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Islands uh, with women tipping it off at 5.30 pregame at 5.15 both nights, the men at 7.30 as the Mavericks take on the Thunderwolves and the Cowboys and Cowgirls. Of New Mexico Highlands this weekend on the team CMU Sports Network presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Taylor, always appreciate it. Thanks for bearing with me. With my, uh, I'm looking at the wrong stats. Thank you, and uh, we'll we'll see you this weekend. I'm
2: glad yeah. they didn't add any players. Yeah, no, that would they, have been surprising. They strategy. hit
0: the <laughs> they hit the portal really hard. Yeah, you know, they they changed the portal. You can just bring in players that have already bring graduated. Right in at the break, exactly. Yeah. Just bring plug them right in at the break. No, we we don't want to do that to you. Uh, anyway, thanks, Taylor. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, Taylor Wagner, coach of the Maverick women's basketball team. All nine right, twelve. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I like Buckeye boy's Jameis Winston prediction. Maybe we'll see Michael Thomas, Jimmy Graham, and Taysom Hill as well. Century, we both had Jameis Winston yeah. on our list. You could do worse than Jimmy Graham, though, at this point. A tight end? Yeah. They they could use him right. Yeah, even t- Jimmy Graham right now the way mm-hmm. he is would be an upgrade over what the Broncos have. Yeah. Let's see. You got one from Mark. I'm no expert, but it seems to me like the Broncos' offense is going to be very mundane no matter who's behind center until Peyton opens up the offensive play calling. There's a case of Peyton feeling he doesn't have the players in place to execute a more complicated offense. Right now it's either a screen pass or air it. Uh, down the sideline not much over the middle where good offenses seem to get chunk plays on a separate note i guess i'll be jumping on the browns wagon for the playoffs there has been a bad influence on Welcome me aboard. have a great day mark don't do that plenty
1: of good seats available you tried cheering on joe flacco last year or two however long ago it was now come on board where there's really no consequences for you it's not really gonna hurt too bad if joe flacco doesn't take the browns all the way for you guys
0: so come on board <clears throat>
1: welcome everybody i don't
0: wish you ill come one come all i don't know if i, I can actively root for the cleveland browns Joe Flacco. just because of you and the browns i might uh, i might i think in in tribute to our late friend buffalo mark uh, get behind the bills this year no offense to you okay maybe some offense i was
1: gonna say i don't feel like the...
0: substantial offense to you by the way on that
1: you may say no offense but there is offense <laughs> taken as far as what what he's saying about Sean Payton's offense, if you listen to Sean, it's all Russ's fault because they have to pare down the plays and make the verbiage simpler and put on a wristband. And then Jared Stidham's going to give us the spark that we desperately need to run the same type of stats. Which looked an
0: awful lot like what Russ did with the exception yeah. of more throws across the middle, which that, that's fine. That's good. You want to exploit the defense between the hash marks, but... The for numbers the numbers are pretty much the same.
1: As many completions for as many yards as Russ got. Yeah. Hey, uh, maybe it's because he didn't fumble. That's what it maybe, is. Maybe maybe that's the
0: case. Uh, from Mountain Dave up in Colburn, Happy New Year's, guys. I, hey, I like Russ for many reasons, but the risk of he, keeping him on the present contract is untenable. I don't think the Broncos or Peyton have done this right. In a personal standpoint, it is needed but done badly, in my opinion. There was no real difference in the offense this week. That uh, stand out big time. There is one huge difference. Stidham is not going to lock the Broncos into four or five years of massive, con- massive contract. He offers opportunities to correct other issues that may not be there. Otherwise, I think they are taking the best of bad options, which they also put themselves in mm-hmm. by giving the rusty the extension For when he still had two years of their
1: bad situation. Yeah, when he
0: still had two years on his deal. Let's see from Dylan. Okay, so I know the numbers and point totals are similar, but Stidham looked like more of a rhythm passer. Times he did. I'll I'll agree with that, but but the result's the same, though. That's great.
1: His result was essentially he can look more like a rhythm passer. He can look like, well, I'll be damned. Jared Stidham looks almost four inches taller than Russ. But he gave us the exact same stats and ball game that Russell Wilson did for the first fifteen weeks.
0: The slants, the throws across the middle, the the in routes. Yes, he threw more of those, and he looked better than Russ doing it. Mm-hmm. But it was still two twenty four and a touchdown. Right, and it was and it was a big yak play by L. J. Humphrey.
1: But how many quarterbacks look great and win nothing? A lot. Kirk Cousins
0: could be one of those guys.
1: Yeah, if you don't really want to talk about it. It looks great. It looks like a rhythm passer. Uh, hey, he only had five incompletions. Well, yeah, three of them were in the red zone, and two of them inside the two-minute warning with a chance to win. It's yeah, he looked more like a rhythm pather, passer. Sure, he looked more competent in the offense. Whatever that's supposed to mean. He still he won the game. First of all, and scored he still only scored sixteen points. One touchdown, three field goals. Could have gotten that from Russ. You might as well if you're paying him so much money. Might as well at least put him out there to earn it. Instead of just, you know, showing up in his lifted Subaru wearing his jersey into the stadium. Allegedly, I didn't see if he
0: actually did. <laughs> I don't think he probably gonna did. I'm not going to need
1: to watch it. I'll just take
0: it home. I feel bad for Russ because a lot of this. it feels like well, he's not playing up to his contract. Okay, he moves to a different city with a new offensive, you know, new head coach mm-hmm. who's kind of the offensive coordinator as well. And he's Nathaniel had three coaches in two seasons, including yeah. Jerry Rosberg, So, and, and then so okay. You, you have that. And then this year, Sean Payton comes in. It's a different offensive scheme. And Russ's numbers are better this year. He's an upper half of the league quarterback, which is what we've always talked about. If Denver could get upper half of the of the league quarterback play mm-hmm. with their defense, they should be fine. Well, they've been better this year. As it is, it perfect Is it great. No, I referenced the three games they lost by six points. Right. You win those three games, it's an entirely different narrative. And I and I really wonder right now if if, if Russell Wilson's head is on the chopping block.
1: I doubt it. Probably but with Sean not. Peyton, you never really know because. Sean Payton is going to find a way to take credit and absolve himself of blame. You know, we need to get the plays in faster. Well, maybe you need to decide on the play quicker.
0: I don't think there's a, I don't think there's much that Russ could do that would have made Sean Payton happy. No. I just I've said this before. I feel like from the from the jump he wasn't thrilled to have him. His personality does not mesh well with Sean Payton and what Sean Payton wants from his quarterback. There's there's something there and whether it's the he's not my guy i didn't mm. bring him in here all right you still chose but, him because you, you signed here you chose you 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 decided to play you decided you wanted to go to denver and denver made the deal for sean payton i i just think that this is this was it looking back and i was doomed to fail because sean payton never wanted russ mm-hmm. ne- never wanted him for a single second as much as he might have tried to play it off like, oh, you know, we're, we, we're getting along great. And and he's there's a lot of things about his game that I really like and blah, blah, blah.
1: Makes me wonder yeah. how exactly the relationship between uh. him and George Payton are. Because he said the same wax poetic. We have a great relationship. We talk all the time. Most of the time, it's me telling him how stupid he is. Yeah, but I, we talk
0: all the time. I'll, I'll defer to Cody on that because Cody is there and covers them and mm. hears stuff that, we, that we're not privy to. But I'm with you on that. How good is that relationship, really? Because I, I tell you what, if it's Sean Payton or George Payton, yeah. the guy with the Y in his name is going to still be there and the one with the T in his name is not And it comes to Payton. Mm-hmm. You know, the last nine years... No matter how years, good of buddies they might be. The last nine years,
1: including Super Bowl 50, you know what the high water mark for quarterback rating is for the Broncos? Hmm... I don't know. 98. I was going to say like 88. 98, not bad. That's a good number. Yeah. You know who it is? Russ. Russell Wilson. Yeah, this year. <laughs> so, remember because I know it's been generations since the Broncos were good. That's what Broncos fans tell me all the time. They deserve a winner. This is the best rating you've had in the last 9 years. And well, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough.
0: Do you remember, remember Do you remember Brock Osweiler? Do you remember the brief Mark Mm-hmm. Sanchez experiment. Do you remember? Do you remember Case Keenum? Yeah. Do you remember all going the Drew
1: Lock season of seven? Brandon
0: Allen. Remember mm-hmm. Brandon Allen cord- quarterback the Broncos for Joe a couple games.
1: Flacco's rating mm-hmm. was eighty-five. Yeah. Case Keenum's was eighty-one. Trevor Simeon. That's 73. Why, That's why I was saying eighty-eight because mm-hmm. I
0: because that's yeah. where it's all been. It's been
1: take Russ out of there, and the average is about eighty-five to eighty-eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Not yeah. good. Not good. Even Peyton Manning was 67 his last year. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Peyton was definitely on his last legs that that Super Bowl mm. season. Thank goodness the defense they, was that good. Blue Steel was that good. All right. It's a Mav Day today on the Jim Davis Show brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House at 1144 North 12th Street in Glenwood. Right across from Colorado Mesa featuring only Colorado's best coffee and beer. And so they showcase nothing but uh, products from here in the state of Colorado. Open Monday through Thursday, 730 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 730 to 9, Sundays 8 to uh, midnight. And then uh, don't forget they have beer flights. They have uh, new beers on tap weekly. Also, no charge for coffee add-ons. Like some places like to, to stick you with that. They have trivia nights every Friday at 630. And you can bring in food from outside. Just bring it in, enjoy their great coffee and beer at Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House. Stop by and say hi, uh, of course, to uh, James and Amanda over there today at Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House. Once again, 1144 North 12th Street, our new sponsor of Mav Day here on the Jim Davis Show. It's a perfect place to uh, gather before the game or after the game when you go out and cheer on the Mavericks. We'll take a break. We'll come back. uh, Mike to George coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, You can text or call us today. Chick fil A breakfast team phone line 970
3: 242 1340.
1: They need a wake up call. Call or text the Jim Davis show on the Chick fil A team line 970 242 1340.
0: Welcome back, 925. Jim alone with the Buckeye Boy. Michigan, Washington next Monday, and Houston for the national championship. I, I I really hope that it lives up to the semifinals. Because we really haven't had great national championship games. Last year, most notably, where the semis have been... Last year's semis were fantastic. Semis were great yesterday. National championship game... Tends to be a bit of a letdown, especially last year, the way Georgia just absolutely clobbered TCU in the title game Mm -hmm. last year. Michigan's defense is really good. There is this, and I know you hate hate it when I you I'm gonna say this though, this team of destiny kind of feel about Michigan. While it doesn't shouldn't be that way because of the stuff that's gone on with the Connor Stallion situation. Harbaugh getting suspended twice during the season. The acting like he's dead or he's in yeah. prison in Holding some Middle Eastern four. country or something. Yeah. yeah. They
1: should roll out a pair of tombstones and put them down there and I'll go kneel before them before their game. Then just have Jim walk out between them.
0: Yeah, they're just... I, I don't I don't like Michigan. You you absolutely hate them. Me either. I I. I respect the tradition of Michigan, but there are things about about this. I'm you know, going back to you know some of the things. Of Bo Schim-
2: Schim- well, not that bad.
0: Things that Bo Schimbeckler did, things that he ignored. Hmm. But the, there kids. were there were pre Jerry Sandusky mm-hmm. way before. What happened to Joe Paterno and everything at Penn State in terms of sexual assault allegations involving people at the university on his involved in his program? But the thing with Harbaugh, it's just his assistant coach with the profanity-laced, tearful yeah speech after they after they won a game. And I don't even care about the profanity. It's like, why are you crying? Well, it's just don't give me this. You know, well God God told us to do blah 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 and then you're then you're dropping F-bombs. It's like, wait a minute, those those two things don't normally go together. People of faith don't what? normally swear like a sailor on Shoreline. Yeah. Well, why are you crying? And then he's crying, which it was all of it together. It's like, Why are you crying? Like I get emotion
1: in general and emotion in sports, but was, But this like, was
0: self created yeah. problems. This was this was done, Jim Harbaugh, and so because, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to think. What a great story it is for Michigan! Right. How, You're how great it is for because Michigan! Because your
1: boss is either an idiot or a cheater,
0: one of the two, and very well could be both. And it's 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 hard to generate much sympathy. Or hey, isn't this a great story? Isn't this a great story for Michigan? Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that. I mean it's it's a great story what a
1: what a way to overcome adversity what a story
0: what a what heroes sharon moore because i can remember his name sharon moore
1: what what a roster full of heroes michigan is overcoming the adversity of their coach not dying twice You know he was just suspended, yeah. right?
0: You know he's he's alive. He, Line
1: up single file and put up the number four, and, or
0: he's not being held captive somewhere. He's not, a
1: missing man. The, offensive play. The
0: Russians don't have him. Yeah. Let's start
1: the game with ten because we're missing our guy. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet.
0: Let's you let's know, take
1: a knee with ten because we're but, missing our guy.
0: But here's the okay the Sharon Moore thing because I we can't play it because I don't have it edited.
1: <laughs> A I, lot of salty I want, language. I want in
0: to it. thank the Lord. I want to thank Coach Harbaugh. Bleep, love you, man. I love the bleep out of you, man. Did this for you, pointing at the camera for this university. Our president, R. A. D. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. You know what gets me about the whole thing? I mean, love you guys, these bleeping guys right here.
1: The thing that gets me about the whole thing is, thank you, God. But I did this for Jim Harbaugh.
0: Yeah. It's when they beat Penn State, which is that's not a nothing win. They were number nine at that time. Penn State was, but they won twenty four to fifteen.
1: I, and it's yeah. Penn State. It's yeah. like everybody beats ranked Penn
0: State. Like this, yeah, that's you, nothing this new. Is
1: nothing to break tears over. I guess
0: I'm like, and I'm not trying to criticize anybody in their their faith, but it just seems to me. You don't go bleepity bleepity. Thank yeah. the Lord, bleepity bleepity bleep. For me, it's not even that. It's thank,
1: thank you, God. But I did this for Jim Harbaugh.
0: Yeah, not not for you, not for you. That's Lord. my God. I I did it. I did it for our football God, our Lord and Savior James Harbaugh, James Harbaugh, our Savior in the khakis. Yes. Noted Apostle James Harbaugh. Instead of a shroud of, of Turin, they he have, turned water they, they, have milk. they have they have dockers. Have khakis, <laughs> the khakis that Harbaugh yeah. once wore. It's Just come on, guys. Uh, so it's so getting back to getting back to noodle casserole.
1: <laughs> watching Judge Judy with a big glass of ice cold
0: skim milk. I, I it makes it tough to to root for him. It, it, I, mean, I know for you, never is going to happen in a billion nope. years. The only then, way I get to root for Jim Harbaugh is if he replaces Kevin Stefanski, and, and I'm not. I'm not going to root for Michigan either. But if you're just to me, if you if you're just, uh, I have no dog in this fight. I'm not a Washington fan. I'm not a, not a Michigan fan. Okay, who who do I root for? I just don't think I could root for Michigan. I, just,
1: I don't I, have to yet hate Washington. That's next year.
0: Yeah, that's coming. That's coming. Well, at least you won't have to worry about facing Michael Penix Jr. next year. So thank goodness. And his what would, would have been his return to uh, the Big Ten. Big Ten. I don't know. It's a I, legitimate <sighs> team around him this time. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be a good game. I really do. I, I just college football needs a great, a, a great championship game, not great semifinals. It needs a great championship game.
1: But if Sharon Moore's guy can work it out to where if it's not a good game, Washington's just kicking their butt all over wherever this game is being played, that would be great. That would be a fantastic birthday present for me a day early.
0: If We can make that happen. Do you think, okay, say they lose. Say Michigan loses. Oh, please make it happen. Do you think they drop the whole, well, this is, the nation was against us. The world yes. was against us. So yep. it's no wonder we lost because nobody outside of Ann Arbor was pulling for us. We
1: rallied around ourselves, and it was only us. Everybody was yeah. against us. If there's I if can, there's I a can, questionable call, you know JJ
0: McCarthy is going to say something about the I, officiating. Team. I can I can hear I can hear that happen. If they lose, nobody wanted us to win anyway. It was us against the world. wouldn't Wouldn't be a surprise. One other quick college football note. How many schools is DJ Ungelele going to go play for? Uh,
1: Uh, We're halfway (laughs) to a half dozen, I think.
0: Now he's going to Florida State Mm -hmm. after previously being at Oregon State and then previously being at Clemson. Yeah. He is now heading to Florida State to be the Jordan Travis replacement. Still not going to get him into the playoffs. Probably not. No offense. Probably not. Is
1: Jim Harbaugh's last game as head coach of the Wolverines coming up Monday? I'm going to say no. Because Florio says Jim Harbaugh's signaling, quote, he's in play, unquote, for NFL team. But he always is, though. Yeah. He's always, he, he's always in play. To borrow a wrestling term, if he finishes the story and walks off with the championship. Well, if he doesn't. Well then, either way, wherever JJ McCarthy is next year, he's gonna be standing there first snap, holding four fingers up like he's the four horsemen. Me and Ric Flair and Brian Anderson know. and JJ McCarthy.
0: I don't know. I I don't know if he. I don't know if he ends up going to the NFL.
1: I think that because still he, bugs him though that John's got at least one right now, at his expense, and he yes. doesn't have any.
0: Because he also could have already been back if he really wanted
1: to, mm-hmm. but the stock is never going to be higher. And then, what, what left do you have to do at Michigan if you win?
0: If you win, yeah, it's you've looked what you've you're the mm-hmm. prodigal son. You come back, plays then your quarterback. You leave the national week, championship. Every week, Moore can point the camera and said, "I did this for you, Jim." You know, Sharon, he's been gone for three years. I think you God. <laughs> no. He's not dead, but I did this for. He's Jim. coach of the he's coach of the Chargers. They'll no, put a patch
1: on the jersey and the helmet and everything. <laughs>
0: Let's be a pair of khakis. Be a J.H. and a pair of khakis.
1: Ohio State's got the gold pants for beating Michigan. You get a pair of khakis put around a necklace every time you win for Michigan. <laughs> are, we, are
0: we done cracking on Harbaugh? I think gap
1: in, in business. <laughs> I think we're probably done cracking on Harbaugh. Coming to a JCPenney's near you, Jim Harbaugh.
0: Oh... Make sure you get get the stain-resistant ones, though. That's incorrect.
1: I'm strictly a Sears pants (laughs) man. Let's get this straight, people. It's only Levi Dockers for me. He probably thinks Kmart's still
0: open. He probably does. But here they are in the national championship game. As much as we're cracking on them and everything, and everything that's happened, they're still playing for a national championship. That's true. He's got less fake energy than Kyle Brandt. <laughs> we'll say
1: that
0: because <laughs> he just came popping on my screen. <laughs> all right, 937. Time for this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history.
1: It's time to take a trip back in time.
0: It's
3: this day in sports history.
0: All right, you're making the joke about Penn State never wins when they're ranked. Well, they they did win in 1987. <laughs> When they were number two, they beat number one Miami fourteen to ten in the Fiesta Bowl
1: thirty-seven years
0: ago <laughs> to win the national championship. So, see there, smart guy. <laughs> they they did pick up a win as a ranked ah, ah. team.
1: How is that useful? <laughs> what is just... that, Kerry Collins, back in the day? Might
0: have been. Uh... No, it was way before Kerry yeah. Collins. Yeah. Oh, that been no. Wouldn't been Have seen it was before that. Um, I'm not sure
1: who their. I'll go look
0: up and see who that quarterback go, go. was. Who's closing in on sixty now? <laughs> yeah, go look, go look that up because I, I don't remember who that was. Yeah, because didn't didn't Penn State didn't they play like SC or somebody when Kerry Collins and like Johnny Carter and yeah something like that. Something like that.
1: 1986 the, Nittany Lions quarterback John Schaefer.
0: Who? Exactly. Huh. John sure. Schaefer. Okay, also on this day, 1993, the Buffalo Bills staged the biggest comeback in NFL history. Yeah. Because it was all Reich now. Frank yep. Reich leading the Bills past Warren Moon and the Oilers, 41-38 to 38 in overtime, the first round of the NFL playoffs. I think
1: David Tepper had $100 on that. <laughs>
0: Oilers
1: that day. He probably he fired too. Frank Reich. <laughs> well, I've, never, I've never forgotten that. Yeah, here's this crappy team. Lead them to wins. <laughs> I can't. Well, you're fired.
0: Then. You're fired. All right. Nine thirty nine. Mike to George. Colorado Mesa men's basketball coach coming up next. It's Mav Day. Brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House. Check them out today. Eleven forty four North Twelfth Street and Glenwood across from Colorado Mesa, featuring only Colorado's best coffee and beer. So uh, stop by and see them today. And don't forget, they have trivia night every Friday night at 630. We'll take a break and we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis show. It's a good show. By the best show around.
1: The Jim Davis show on Colorado sports leader, the team.
0: Welcome back. 942. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Mav Day today brought to you by Cutler Craft Coffee and Beer House, 1144 North 12th Street. James texting. good morning, James. I think I might have slipped and said they're open 8 to uh, noon on Sunday, not 8 to midnight, 8 to noon. So my apologies on that, James. But uh, Cutler Craft Coffee and Beer House, 144 North 12th Street in Glenwood, right across from Cutler to Mesa. Open Monday through Thursday, 730 to 8, Friday, Saturday, seven thirty nine, Sunday, 8 until noon. So enjoy uh, All the great uh, Colorado coffees, beers. They also have uh, uh, chai tea, craft sodas, all made in Colorado. So check it out. And they have a new uh, Untaps Weekly, by the way, on the Trivia Nights, every Friday night at 630. So you can bring in your own food and enjoy the great beer and coffee at Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House. 1144 North 12th Street in Glenwood, across from Colorado Mesa. Coming up in just a moment, uh, we'll talk with uh, Mike DeGeorge. Maverick men's basketball coach. Uh, The Maverick men played in the high desert classic uh, where they lost to West Texas A&M, but uh, came up with a win over Simon Frazier to wrap up play before uh, the new year. So we'll talk with Mike, who by the way, they're in practice right now. So that's why we have to wait a couple of minutes for Mike to George to join us uh, to, uh, to talk about uh, CSU Pueblo and uh, New Mexico islands coming in this weekend. Let's see. Um, Going from Steve this morning on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. Let's see. Both look the same, except one looks forward to payday Friday a little more. So he's talking about Russ and Stidham. Yeah. Let's see. From Jim. Sounds like you guys are envious of the khakis that Jim wears. No, I'm not, Jim. I've got khakis. I mean, you spent almost five minutes talking about them. LOL. All kidding aside, the semis were really good games. I think all four teams were really closely matched. It'll be a good game on Monday. Go Blue. Yes. Jim is a Michigan fan. Why? He's also a Lions fan. I'm assuming... I don't think also, I've ever asked Jim why? this. I, I'm assuming Jim is from Michigan or has family from Michigan, something like that. It's like my... My affinity for Iowa comes through Kenda and her family. Mm-hmm. I've only been to Iowa once. Went to a class reunion there. Went to Pretty Cedar Rapids. Got it all in. Lovely, yeah. lovely place. Probably going to go back and see some family coming up here in a couple months. But um, I'm assuming Jim has either ties from he grew up there and or he has family from there. Something like that. Jim, if you want to clarify, feel free to do that. In Michigan, those are called bounds. Not will <laughs> All right, 945. Mike DeGeorge will be joining us in just a moment. Um, both Maverick basketball teams have CSU Pueblo and New Mexico. Highlands coming in Friday and Saturday right here on the team CMU Sports Network. So uh, we'll have coverage of those games this weekend as the Mavericks uh, resume uh, the second half of the season. Uh, right now, if you got some thoughts about our, our pole dancing today, where we had our top five NFL top five quarterbacks. To replace Russell Wilson, you can uh, offer up your five today by sending it to us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. That's 970-242-1340. All right, so uh, for the cover, some men currently look at the standings in the RMAC. Uh, Maverick men right now in conference play, tied for first place with Fort Lewis. Both are 5-0 and oh on the season. Uh, Fort Lewis is 9-1, and one, and the Mavericks are 9-2. and two. So, uh, couple of uh, the, the leaders right now heading into of course, uh, the, the real meat of Conference play, uh, which starts this weekend with uh, the Mavericks hosting CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Highlands. And speaking of uh, those two schools coming in CSU Pueblo, two and three, they're six and five overall. New Mexico Highlands um, with Mike Dominguez, former Maverick basketball player, their coach there, three and three they're six and five on the season. All right, 947. Jim along with the Buckeye boy from the Bozarth-Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And uh, so we're hoping to get uh, Mike to George here in just a moment to uh, to join us, uh, talk about the games this weekend. Uh, they have practice right now, so we're uh, trying to... Uh, we're filibustering a little bit until Mike wraps up his practice. All right, so we've got some thoughts about last night, college football playoffs and finals. I think for Alabama, it's been one of the better coaching jobs for Nick Saban. Considering that uh, Milrow was was benched the South Florida game and able to come back and, and lead them to an SEC championship to get them to the college football playoffs, I think it's been one of the better jobs for Nick Saban in in, in terms of there's there's always going to be talent at Alabama, but but not having the, the the great play of a Bryce Young at the quarterback position, which he had the last. Couple of seasons that with Milrow was a lot of on the job training. Certainly felt that way this year. As he as he improved as the season went along. So we got some thoughts on uh, the semifinals from yesterday. Text or call us. Chick fil A breakfast team phone line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. All right, uh, Mav Day. Brought to you by Cutler Craft Coffee and Beer House. Continues on and uh, time to talk some Maverick men's basketball. With the coach of the Mavericks, Mike DeGeorge, perhaps we'll have that. Sir, there... I'm playing. Okay, well, I'm not hearing anything. Anyway, we have Mike DeGeorge joining us this morning on the Chick fil A Breakfast Team phone line. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? doing well how are you good I'm um, sorry we got uh, we normally have your open and for some reason it is not cooperating so uh, we'll just uh, jump right into it uh, hope you had a wonderful new year um, for your basketball team uh, you had a little bit of uh, you got a couple of more games uh, in on the, the schedule before the holiday break uh, thanks to the the high desert classic out in Las Vegas the, the loss to West Texas A&M but you finished off uh, uh, the, the the tournament with a good win against Simon Fraser how important was it to get a little bit of extra basketball in before the holiday break?
3: Yeah, it was valuable. You know, we've really tried to challenge this team with uh you know, with good non conference competition, so we kinda of learn where we are and and I feel like we were able to do that and the high desert classic certainly uh contributed to that, you know, and so it was it was a good opportunity for us to, you know, kind of be challenged right before we uh broke for the for the holidays.
0: West Texas A&M with an 81-66 to 66 victory. And uh, for your for your basketball team, Trevor Baskin had a huge game, 29 points, 10 rebounds. But uh, unfortunately, coming up on the, the wrong end of that score against uh, the Buffaloes.
3: Yeah, you know, we were, they, you know, it's probably the best defensive team we faced in the half court. And they did a nice job of making us play in the half court. And I think we can learn and grow from it a lot. We hit, you know, four 35 threes. And so... You know we just did not shoot it well and it was a you know there it was a difficult circumstance we didn't get any practice uh and then they limited the warm-up time to 15 minutes before the game because the last game ran long so there were some weird things like that that certainly impacted our ability to shoot it well but on a bigger picture you know we just need to be better in the half court when we're forced to play there and and it led to some not great shots uh which i think then hurt guys confidence and then you know they aren't making shots they should be making so um, you know, that was part of it, but we'll learn from that and, and grow, but West Texas is a very good team, and and you know, if you only make 4 35-3s, you're going to have a hard time beating a good team.
0: Mike DeGeorge with us today on the Team Sports Network. You wrapped it up with the win against Simon Frazier, 92-78 to 78 over uh, Simon Frazier. Owen Kuntz, uh, career best, 27 points. Isaac Jessup had a good game with 13 points, but you have to really love the the way your bench contributed. Uh, Aiden Cool with 12 points, and Elijah Newton had 11 points. The bench did a really nice job for you.
3: Yeah, you know, I was a, I, I was really proud of the way we responded on that day. You know, we had uh, guys out. You know, Ty Aldridge had separated his shoulder, so he was out. Mick McCurry had a foot injury, so he was out. Uh, Christopher S- Speller missed uh, the West Texas game with flu bug. We had two other guys with the flu, and so, um, you know, and it was great to see uh, Christopher Speller come back. Hey, he had a great game off the bench, you know, coming off of that illness against Simon Frazier is one of the keys, and that, you know, I really just thought it was a, it was a really quality team effort for us uh, responding from a difficult set of circumstances.
0: Maverick men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge with us on the Team Sports Network. You yeah, So coming off break, Mike, um, what are some things you've really tried to impart to your guys to you get ready to, to get back into conference play starting this weekend, some things you've tried to, to, to focus in on and, and work on the last couple of days?
3: Well, you know, one of the things is, is that you have to look at, like, the West Texas game is that, you know, we lost. We were held to our lowest total of the season. Teams are going to look at what did they do to us that maybe they can replicate. And, uh, and then on another level, you know, that was a great challenge for us that we weren't up to the challenge on that day. And so what is it we need to learn and take away from that? So, you know, we came back at the end of last week and got four practices in and then had a day off yesterday. Um, and, uh, you know, we really tried to use that four days to sort of self-reflect and, and kind of refocus on here are the things we're going to need to do against what West Texas did against us. And, uh, you know, and really just get our defense back where it's been historically, it's been, it was better the last two weeks before the break. Um, and then really just trying to get, you know, we've kind of established being able to run and transition, but when we get in the half court cleaning up some things so that we can execute better and get a little higher percentage shot.
0: Mike DeGeorge, semi basketball coach, with us on the Team Sports Network. You have uh, CSU Pueblo, they're 2-3 in conference, play 6-5 and five overall. Brevin Walter uh, off to a good start for them this year, Mike, one of the, the top scorers in the conference at 21.4 points per basketball game. So a guy that you'll have to keep a close eye on on the defensive end coming up on Friday.
3: Yeah, they have a talented team. They're playing better team defense. They've had, you know, quite a bit of turnover, but Makai Morris is back, and he was a good player for him last year. And then Brevin Walters transferred from South Dakota Mines has been all accomplished in the past. And, you know, so they kind of anchor the backcourt. Uh, and then Deshaun Cooper's a big athletic guy inside that's been there a long time, is a very talented guy. So they, they have a lot of pieces, and, uh, you know, they've been able to, uh, to kind of rebound from losing a lot of guys uh, through the portal. And uh, they're playing at a high level, so it'll be a big challenge.
0: And Makai Morris for them, uh, twenty-four steals, so he's been a, a real force on the defensive end for them.
3: Yeah, he's a good athlete and he's got good instincts, um, you know. And he's, uh, he's he's been you know second year in the program, and he's really kind of finding his way uh, in the second year and, and really producing at a high level for him.
0: And then on on Saturday night, uh, the Mavericks entertain New Mexico Highlands uh, Cowboys. Right now, three and three in conference play, 6-5 and for former uh, Mav Mike Dominguez. And you look at uh, where they're at right now in terms of uh, scoring. uh, A.C. Curry's about uh, 10 points per game. Uh, Kyrie Thomas is at 10 points per game. So those are their two uh, double-digit scores that they have right now leading the Cowboys. It's pretty balanced, it looks like, from a scoring standpoint, Mike.
3: Yeah, they're different than last year. They had, like, an elite scorer. it was one of the top scorers in the country last year, and they kind of ran everything through him. It's more of a you know, a distributed offensive this year. And I think they're still finding their way a little bit, but they've really played at a high level. They beat Angelo state, you know, Angelo state uh, is, you know, obviously beat us in the NCAA tournament last year. They got a very strong team. That's our only loss of the year. And they just beat West Liberty. So, uh, you know, in terms of regional rankings and point totals and all that, I uh, get an opportunity to, to play somebody and hopefully uh, win against somebody that, uh, that has uh, beaten Angelo, will help us in the in the regional rankings and obviously shows uh, what they're capable of playing, uh, the level they're playing at, capable of playing at.
0: All right, Mike, uh, of course, live coverage both nights on the uh, Team CMU Sports Network, presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Men tip it off at 7.30 both nights, CSU Pueblo Friday, and the New Mexico Hellens on Saturday over at Brownson. Mike, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much. I know it's busy morning for you. Thanks for working us in. Thanks, Jim. Happy New Year to everybody. Likewise to you, Mike. Take care. Mike To George, coach of the Maverick men's basketball team, joining us on the program this morning. All right, so coming up tomorrow, Connor McGahee, uh, voice of the Avalanche. Uh, Avs have the Islanders tonight here on the team uh, starting at 630, so we'll uh, break down that game with Connor tomorrow. Also, CSU play-by-play voice, uh, Brian Roth, will join us on tomorrow's program as well. All right, so uh, coming up in just a couple minutes, uh, Jim Rome right here on the Team Sports Network. And like I said, don't forget tonight we have the Avalanche squaring off against the Islanders at 6.30 tonight. All right, that's our show for today. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, don't forget, you can always listen to us on the mobile app. You can go to theteam1340.com to download it there and also get your picks in for Pile Pigskin Pick'em powered by Kistner Motors. That's at theteam1340.com. See you back here tomorrow morning at 7 on the Jim Davis Show on the team sports network.